0: Light control, countdown confirmed. Auto sequence start in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Everyday Manager podcast series. I'm your host, Steve Steele. It's great to have you all listening again. Uh, today, we've got a very special guest. Her name is Marnie Tiajo. Uh She is an executive leader in the insurance uh, industry, and it's an absolute pleasure to have her uh, to on board today to give us some some insights into. Uh, management and leadership, particularly for those that uh, are new to to being a manager or new to their management role. So uh, welcome, Marnie.
1: Thanks, Steve. Great to be here today with you.
0: Fantastic. Uh, Let's get stuck into it. Um, Can you uh, tell us a little bit about who you are and your career journey up to now?
1: Sure. Look, I guess probably the thing I reflect when you say that the most is um, who I am is really from a personal point of view so I'm a wife, I'm a mum, daughter, sister um, and obviously the list goes on from a personal perspective but look at work I'm a general manager. Um, My career started with no really set plan when I left high school to be perfectly honest. Um, I started in hospitality and it enabled me to do what I wanted to do the most which was travel Uh, and and from there 26 years ago i started in the front line of an insurance company so along the way within the insurance industry i've really been given some amazing opportunities around really probably high profile things that had happened in the industry where i worked in i've moved into team leader roles project coordinators ops roles claims manager roles distribution roles and at the moment I'm in a general manager role where I'm leading essentially a sales team look the other thing is I guess on that journey I've completed a lot of formalized training programs within the organizations that I've worked for and also through external bodies as well Um, but look, most of my experience and skills have been learned on the role, working my way. Sorry, in 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 organisations, working my way through roles.
0: Brilliant. Um, look, that's it's one thing that stands out. There is is the multitude of of different um, roles along the way, and I I get a real uh, clear picture of uh, you know some of those roles started off as entry level management roles, would you say, and have, moved into the, where you are and now the more leadership type based. So I guess the next question I've got for you is, what do you think is the difference between a manager and a leader or uh, do you think they're the same thing or is there a difference?
1: I definitely think there's a difference. What I do think is both roles in any organisation are equally as important to, to achieving the successes and outcomes that are needed. Look for me. I guess the definition of a manager is really about it's about handling things, um, which I think is true because to me that's that hands-on, task-driven uh, way of working. Whereas I think with a leader, to me it really means to prepare the way, so taking taking people on a journey. I think managers supervise staff. They focus normally on the short term they plan the detail, they organise people, they really take the decisions sometimes that leaders make um, and take them into the organisation. And, look, to be honest, I, I really think that in my experience, managers are normally very intelligent people. Uh, a lot of the times they are people that may have a skill a skill in a technical, technical sense and that they're put into manager roles. For me leaders really set the direction they facilitate the decision making um i also think they really align people by creating change and and taking taking others along on that ride i think leaders are good leaders are very good at connecting the daily work into really great goals for their people i also think with managers i think they probably are more focused on achieving end results, which we need. Like we need managers to do that. Whereas I think in the main, as I've stepped into leadership roles, I really see that as about growing and developing my people Mm. to actually give the outcomes. I I think probably, Steve, the other thing is leaders understand that if the team falls short, then he or she's responsible. Yes. And they don't blame the team. I just don't think that flies as a leader. Mm. Um, so I think it's sometimes, but I also think when we lead and we are leaders, we can fall back into management. We can fall back into some of those skills. So I think sometimes for me at the moment on my probably leadership journey, that's sometimes I go to and
0: from both roles a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's interesting that you say that the thing that comes to my mind, um, which, again, is all those sorts of textbook stuff you can read about out there, is the balcony and the dance floor approach, mm-hmm. so that, that the leader is normally up on the balcony and the manager's, you know, on the dance floor, um, but there will be times depending on the situation where you've, you've got to move down from the balcony and, and get stuck in there with your team, Um uh, that's kind of what you're getting at there, would you say?
1: Absolutely. And I think depending on the size of your organisation as well, sometimes your frontline people need to see you on that dance floor. They need mm. to They need to know that you're in there with it and that you actually understand because listening is the other key attribute that a leader needs to do.
0: Yeah. Uh, totally agree. Totally agree. And I think the other good point that you made there, which I really like, um, Marnie, is uh, the skills, a uh, core skill set of a leader, is the growth and development of the people, of their people, um, which is which is paramount, I think, to um, uh, to success in the end. So, no, thank you very much. Thank you for that. Um, probably the, the next question. Uh, It stems a little bit indirectly from from the manager versus leader difference scenario. Um, I'm interested to hear uh, what perhaps were some of your tough people challenges that you faced as a manager and leader during the recent pandemic situation. Um, I'm sure for yourself, like many other leaders and, and managers out there, it threw a real spanner in the works with, you know, challenging the status quo and how we normally operate our businesses. Did you find that to be a challenge for you and in, in your industry and in your organisation?
1: I did. So interestingly enough, in the middle of the pandemic, I left an organisation that I've been with for a really long time and started up a new role, which is not uncommon during the pandemic. But look, I think, I think, I. I have led a remote workforce for the last nine years anyway. So I, I haven't had that opportunity where I'm in the office seeing my team every day. So in that respect, I was probably, probably one step ahead mm. than, than probably not a lot of leaders where, where that may have been new to them, trying to lead people that they weren't seeing on a daily basis what i did find challenging was because i have led that remote workforce i would always have a plan to have them face to face as a team quarterly right and it was a big part in them feeling connected as a team and also connected to the organization and of course because i'm i'm leading a team nationally you just don't with the with the challenges of border closure Mm -hmm. that just wasn't possible and in a lot of states like uh, lockdowns for quite long periods of time so for me we did a lot of things during that time and as everyone did and we all I think sometimes are a bit hard on ourselves because I think we all excelled at being really adaptable I think we did a lot of team meetings we did a lot more one-on-ones we did virtual drinks all those things but for me the toughest challenge is I think when you're face to face with people is when you obviously make those real connections so whether it's having coffee or just having a corridor conversation I think to me was probably the hardest thing because that's when I really knew if my people were okay I think over a team's video, you're there, you're kind of looking at everyone going, is there any signs here that I need to be looking out for? But really, when you're there face to face, you can work out pretty quickly if, if something is going on for somebody. Um, so for me, that really was the biggest challenge. Um, I think the other challenge uh, was an awake thing I had, which I really like being around people. <laughs> So working in my little office at home, I did not love. Um, so I think really I, I do go to an office every day. So it's not with a huge amount of people, but it's just those, those personal connections, which was a learning for me. And it was tough. It was pretty tough. So I'm pleased to say that um, as we've come out of that, I've had a lot more Face to face connections with my people, and I'm also back in the office, which
0: I'm really <laughs> <Steve>. yeah, <laughs> i really love Yeah, I think um, I think many of us um, uh, echo your sentiments there, particularly those that might be uh, facing the challenges of um, of, of of kids, etc., in the home office, <laughs> having to having Absolutely. to navigate <laughs> through that. Um, it, it's interesting. Um, one thing that you've mentioned there, uh, which I really do like, is um, the value that uh, on on having face-to-face uh, meetings and connections um, with your people, I think, uh, you know, everything uh, you start to see and, and read and hear from the media these days is companies coming out saying, oh, you know, we, we used to have sort of a, you know, a 90-10 ratio where 90% of the time all our staff work in the office, 10% from home. Now we're looking to flip that entirely. But I think that is the danger that, that in my opinion, that all companies need to be careful of is, is let's, you know, don't go too far down that road because you don't ever underestimate the value of being able to bring your people face-to-face together to build those relationships, to connect and to advance your team culture, which uh, seems to be the message that I got from you there. Definitely, I don't think we should ever underestimate face-to-face. On a a, a different trajectory here, um, one one, um, area of management and leadership that uh, I think is important for a new uh, manager or an everyday manager, as I call them, is uh, the skill set of having empathy. Do you feel empathy has a place as a behaviour or skill set for a manager?
1: I really feel that the best advice, Steve, I could give any new manager is this is a skill that you really must develop to be successful. Mm. I think putting yourself in somebody else's shoes, particularly during tough times that they might be facing, is really what contributes to your people feeling supported. and. This isn't, this isn't about, for some new managers, they, this might be quite a fearful thing because they think they need to have all the answers. Mm-hmm. There's a, People have got a lot going on in their lives, a lot of personal challenges that some of us, you know, have never experienced and we have. we don't have skills around giving people advice. It's not, empathy is not about that. It's really about being human considering others really i think expressing concern for people and listening i really think it contributes to positive relationships and ultimately i think that's the culture we all want in our organizations doesn't matter if you if you're a small business small medium organization or a large organization i believe as a manager this is your role for your people to help them by supporting them, listening to them, and then that enables them to feel connected to this wider business that they're working for.
0: Yes, totally agree, totally agree. It's um, It seems for me, um, I, I admit uh, my first management role, it certainly wasn't a skill set that was part of my toolkit, if you like. I didn't even think about it, didn't even consider it, and really, when I look back, I think, why didn't I? I mean, it's certainly something I haven't mastered, <laughs> um, but and doing my best over time. But I look back and think, why was it not uh, a, a core skill set for me um, at that point in time? And I mean, this is probably sort of almost 20 years ago. Um, I perhaps it was that going through all these courses and that there wasn't a lot in textbooks and, you know, we, we were reading textbooks that were sort of originated from the seventies and eighties schools of business schools of management and empathy was not really registered or listed in there. And perhaps that some of the early, early managers that I was under probably were from that old school mindset. And what I, when I do think back to those days, I think, ah, oh, uh, okay. Um, uh the view from some of those that ilk uh and those era of managers was that perhaps it was seen as more of a, a, a weakness or a hindrance to to be empathetic in your approach to managing people um what are your thoughts on on uh, on empathy uh as being seen in that way um and do you think there's many of those managers still around today or leaders or or do you think that error has, has, has gone done and dusted.
1: I really hope, Steve, it's gone done and dusted. I like you, and I'm a bit older than you. So some of the some of the managers I had when I first started in my career, empathy was not something that they were very good at. I think. Yeah. I I think really for any any manager or leader now who doesn't have this in their toolkit and it is a skill it it, it is something that I would hope experienced leaders are mentoring and coaching too particularly with new managers mm. and i think if not if it's not an area then it needs to be something that you work on as a development skill and i think it's a development opportunity that's equally as important as learning how to read a P&L or you know learning learning those things because I think there's the obvious outcomes for being empathetic right it makes people feel cared about and valued but the longer term benefits of it for managers is it it makes your people feel more engaged which we know when that happens, right? When well, we know when workforces are engaged that performance lifts, staff turnover decreases, um, client and customer experiences improve. All those things are connected. But I really, I, I do probably think there are some managers out there that, that still probably need to work on this. But I know myself with these experiences, when I when I see other managers or leaders that need this help, I think it's up to other leaders to, to lift, to lift those people mm. and, and try and coach yeah. them on the way because we don't have everything in our toolkit that's perfect. Part, part of being, being a leader is is lifting up and I think this particular area is crucial to do that. In.
0: Totally agree and uh, I think um, that's a, a really good point there for, uh, for listeners, if you're a new manager, this is Marnie's advice. Um, put this on your radar as a core skill set that you need to work on develop. For some people it may come natural, for others it may not. But if you're not a new manager and you're an experienced leader, um, yeah, I love your, your thought there uh, that it needs to be uh, a, an item on the agenda for coaching and mentoring for your management team and something that probably needs to be worked on worked on all the time. Um, so two really good takeaway messages there. Um, last question I've got for you uh, for today, Marnie, is uh, who is your favourite uh, famous manager of all time or someone that may have inspired you? You don't have to know them, but uh, is there anybody that stands out to you from what you've seen or read about or their actions?
1: There is, Steve, and this was actually... I love this question because for me, this um, person was somebody who really influenced me as a teenager. So Madeleine Albright, who was the first female Secretary of State in the United States of America, um, look, she she was a trailblazer really for women. Uh, And it was really at a time, I I guess, for me, where I was really influenced as a teenager I think her story is pretty inspiring. She was a refugee from Czechoslovakia and I think to to become Secretary of State in the US from from those really humble beginnings is inspiring. Mm. I think the thing I've done a lot of reading about, so I I would see her on TV and I, I would always think, oh, and then I did a lot of reading about her. So I think the thing... For me, that I that I really have been inspired from from her is her view was really to help others find their way, and that really has yeah. been for me probably more now as a leader. Probably probably wasn't as aware of it when I was first became a manager to really try and lead others around developing them, opening opening their eyes to what they can achieve and and helping them to do that she was really flexible and adaptable in her diplomatic roles and I think I think what she was able to do which some of us are not always good at as she could take on new information and see views that were different to her own right and and not yes we are not all good at that all of the time so for me I think that is really imperative to leaders I, I know I try and lead like that I think Her reputation was that she kept things in perspective. Sorry, in perspective, and I think sometimes I think we're all a bit serious about, you know, following is what I need to do. And life isn't always like that when you're leading people. They need to see that you're human, and I think she probably was able to do that. And I think probably lastly, which I think all of us, all of us could learn from her, was she really could articulate the why. And I think without that as a leader, you can't get others to follow you and you can't get their buy-in. And I just think she really did that very, very well.
0: Oh, that—that's um, that, that's a good one. I, I actually uh, haven't had a politician yet on any interview that I've done that someone's put forward, but um, <laughs> but certainly a worthy, a very worthy one, and a, I think uh, a really good motto to le- to leave us on for this uh, this session, Marnie is uh, help others find their way. That's a that's a, a really good motto um, uh, to have in regards to uh, your approach to to leading people and human beings so brilliant
1: absolutely
0: fantastic okay so well thank you everybody for listening today um to uh everyday manager podcast series and and a massive thank you to our guest, our very special guest marnie Tiao. it's been a pleasure to have you Marnie, and uh we look forward to uh future sessions of the everyday manager podcast series but for now we'll leave it there and i look forward to uh, speaking with everybody next time thank you bye